this is Danny with the Selectivity Podcast. Thank you for coming in and listening. Today I have Yvette Holder on the show with me. She's the creator and producer of Sips and Scripts, a group that supports, promotes, and produces new work and for North Carolina playwrights. How are you doing today, Yvette? I'm doing well. Thank you for coming on. Um, so we are going to play a little game um, on today's show, but before we start, I want to learn more about you and your passion. Um, so your passion is theater. Mm-hmm. How did you know that that was your passion? What was that moment when you realized theater was your thing? Um, it started in sixth grade after watching um, uh, Todd Bridges and Gary Coleman and uh, Janet Jackson on um, the hit show uh, Different Strokes. And I just fell in love with all three of them together. And that's when I knew. And I, and I wrote my own sixth grade play and that's when it just never stopped oh wow did you have any um conflicts or anything that hinders you um with your passion yeah bills yeah (laughs) because you want to be passionate you want to you know perform your passion but you still have to work for someone else right yes yes and i i'm trying now to um find a job that will keep me in that creative um, space um, because right now it's not, you know, it's, it's, it's taking me away. And I need, I, I, if I can get something that is in that creative space, I would feel a lot better. It's, it's better for my spirit. Um, I'm more motivated and you, you can imagine what that's, what that's like for an artist, not being able to work in that person's space. But I do theater um, around that. That's what keeps me sane. Right. You know what's funny about you saying it is that I feel like the arts, you know, and tapping into your passion is the remedy, you know, Mm. for Mm -hmm. that mental imbalance that we all have in one way or the other, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Just keeping us and helping us navigate through this world, you have to understand who you are, Mm -hmm. right? You want to know what your passion is and then hold on to that passion as much as you can so that you can feel like, you know, it's okay to be here for a while. Mm -hmm. Maybe your passion will help heal the world in one way or the other. That's right. So... That's um that's our little spill. We want to get to know you, but today we are gonna go on a different route. You are um, well versed in the subject of narcissism. Yes. So we're gonna talk a little bit about that. Um, so I just kind of want to start off with a scenario. So yes. um, as I was talking to you earlier, I was explaining to you what self-tivity was and how um, there's four concepts that I use. Mm-hmm. Um, those four concepts is um, to think to feel, to act, and to analyze, right? Yes. So the first thing we're going to do is analyze a situation that's similar to a narcissistic type of mm-hmm. experience. Mm-hmm. And I just want to get your feedback on it, okay? Yes. Um, so here's the scenario. Mm-hmm. You're working as a grocery clerk at Whole Foods, mm-hmm. and a man with his son is complaining from the back of the line. He's furious and rude, and he makes his way to the from the back of the line to the front. You respond, excuse me, sir, please move to the back of the line. The man responds in anger, how dare you disrespect me in front of my son? What is your response? Well, because I'm at work. I'm the worker, right? You are the worker. The yeah, of course, I have to find every part of me to have all the patience in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but no, I, 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 you know, but anyway, you always supposed to be nice in public you know yeah. uh, but anyway um, 
I would just, of course, I would apologize mm-hmm. and, and make sure that he knows that I'm, not, I'm coming from a good place and that I, I, I'm, you know, and I've tried to explain to him, you know, um, and, and try to also try to make it accommodating to him because obviously there was a problem. So I don't want to forget that, you know, wherever he's coming from, it, he's probably have some kind of issues or whatever. So I, I'll try to do whatever I can to diffuse it and um, to make sure that he it doesn't get any heated uh, more than what it is. And um, just be, be really sympathetic, you know, carry that across. And um, disarm him, is this, yeah. this how you're supposed to do it, in a nice way. Um, and, and let him know that I'm, I'm there to help him get to reach the solution or whatever. But just would not do anything to add fuel to the fire. But right. that's, I, would, I would not do that. So I did a little bit of research you know, on the topic. And so I came up with that scenario because it was identifying the fact that when someone who has, I guess, narcissistic traits, this is something that they might do is they're actually in the wrong, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But they make the person who's identifying their wrong mm-hmm. look like they're in the wrong. Right. So he, in the sto- in the scenario, it's like he's switching it back to like, you're yelling at me in front of my son. Right. But right, did right. you remember <laughs> that you were the one who was in the wrong in the beginning? Right. And, you know, it goes, goes back to what I was saying, you know, when I was, because I'm at work, you know, we have to, we can't, you know, have the personal thing going on or whatever, even though it hit me personally what he said and where he was coming from, um, I would have to turn the other cheek because I'm in that position. But if, if this was like on a personal but if it's a personal thing, can yeah. I change it? Yeah, so let's let's switch it to love. Yeah, let's switch it to love relationships. Yeah, um, and that's where I was going to go next, actually. So that's oh, good. okay. Um, because I feel like a lot of us may have these type of traits naturally, right? right? But you were speaking of, um, before we started doing the show, about this being an actual condition, yeah, um, that people have, Clinical, and it yeah. really definitely disturbs the people that are close to them. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes people have like mental illnesses or a mental imbalance mm-hmm. and people go directly to that person with the mental illness and the imbalance right but then there's another conversation that needs to be held right and that's the right. person who is connected with that person time and time again mm-hmm. with that that illness right mm-hmm. it's almost like secondhand smoke mm-hmm. you know people say that that's right. you may not be the smoker but if you're around that person who's smoking all the time mm-hmm. you start to feel like maybe you have a little bit of that crazy Right. You know what I mean? right, right, so right. let's talk about that. Like, what what is your experience with that? You know, when it deals with love, um, narcissism. Yeah. Well, I uh, was in a friendship, uh, a little bit more than a friendship, but not a boyfriend. Well, sort of, kind of. Anyway, I don't know what you call it, <laughs> but it, but somewhere in between. But uh, and he was definitely a narcissist, but I did not know that until. Uh, I got in more into the relationship, which is one of my flaws because I give, I trust people too much. Yeah. Okay, and so um, it's he tried to, of course, make he tried to make me feel like I was crazy, and I know I, w- I knew I wasn't, but what I did feel was that it felt it made. I did not, I was in denial because I really did not want to accept that this person 
was acting as more like an enemy than a friend. I mean, he was not doing things that a friend would do. Would, he, would, he was not being a friend and in a lot of different ways. Um, and I had to, I had to come to that realization. I, well, I did come to, already it came early on to a realization. I just was in denial. Yeah. But I came to a point where I did not want to go any further anymore. I was no longer in denial and I confronted him. And this was not the first time when I've confronted him. Um, but what do you I, mean when you confronted him? I, what did I you confronted say? him. I confronted him again. That's probably like the eighth time I confronted him. But yeah. but this time I confronted him and never went back. Okay. That was the final. All the other times I went back, I went back, I went back, and I was very forgiving, that kind of thing. But I knew that it was not right. Okay. This one, I was like, I'm, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. And I was done. So I have two questions from that. Sure. Um, so first, what do you think inspired you to stay those seven times before that eighth time, right? Mm-hmm. And then, tell me, when that eighth time came, mm-hmm. like, what inspired you to never go back from there? The other times, I I didn't want, because we had so much in common and we did so many things together, um, I was, I was, was wanting to work it out. Yeah. Maybe, you know, and I knew that he was, he had issues, but I was like, you know, maybe this is what we do. Yeah. You know, maybe we can get down to the bottom of it. We can have one of these heart to heart talks and he can talk about, you know, cause he has insecurities. We can talk about those kinds of things, get down to the depth of the issue. Never wanted to, he never wanted to. I, well, I wouldn't say that. A couple of times he really did come out, but then he would go back to himself again. And he was much older than me, so age has something to do with it. Because, because I would say that because he, it, it's, it's a, you know, those years of a habit of being himself. Mm-hmm. So to turn away from his habit was a challenge to him. Uh, you would, you would think that you were getting somewhere with him that he was being honest and open, and he, he was maybe about two or three times, but it just didn't last. So um, that was me taking my taking time to want to work things out with him. And when I just saw that it just wasn't working and I was becoming much more unhappier, it, it was, I'm a believer in God. Mm-hmm. God will reveal people's true ways and it's like if you can't see what God is trying to reveal to you, then you honestly get what you deserve. And that's the kind of thinking that I had and which led me to my decision the very last time. I said, if I don't, and I literally said this to myself in, in my mind, if I don't get out of this situation now, I'm a complete fool. I call myself a fool. If I do not get out of this situation, I'm a complete fool. You know what he's like. More information came back to you. You better cut this. And I did. And that was December 18th, 2018. I know, that's right. (laughs) And that was a Tuesday, a solid week before Christmas. And he has not stopped trying to reach out to me. Okay, so I have a question. So when you you cut him off, right? Mm Mm-hmm. 
he stopped trying he's he you say he's still reaching out to you yes so what type of contact is keeping you connected that you're able to see that he's still reaching out to well you? he's going through other people now that's what he's doing he's going through other people i've already sent my email out to him no and in the subject line no contact okay. and i was very specific about what i meant by that um so he um even if I, even if I, uh, what do you call it, um, reject, put it on the reject call on your phone. Yeah, like block him. Right. Um, somehow his, it won't ring. He cannot, I can't hear anything, you know, but it'll, but the message still comes in. Okay. You know, I don't, I gotta get Maybe that Maybe we fixed. can help you can figure that out. Yeah, I'm stuff. telling you the truth. How do you, how are you preparing yourself? Um, but he goes, he goes for other people though. How are you preparing yourself for the time where you might fall into the trap? Do you feel like, because you loved him, right? Hmm? You loved him. You guys were really close. I did. I really did. And I think did. a lot of us kind of, you know, we pull away. And then we have that time where we're like, oh, let me. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's still strong because we finished each other's sentences. Mm-hmm. You know, it, we were we had a very close relationship. Um, but it was very, it was very, it was poisonous. You know, because look what he was doing behind my back and doing all these, you know, saying these things. And but we had great things in common. We were doing great things together. We laughed. We enjoyed each other. But then, I'm, then you, then you think, well, then why does he do that kind of stuff? And I'm going, something has happened in his life way before me. And I understand that we have our issues. Yeah. But let's open up and talk about it maybe you know it, it's something we can but some people some people can do that but some people just can't can't just can't do that kind of stuff they're just not that real with themselves that they can open up like that and try to get to the root some people just rather just cover up their problems put a band-aid on it and don't deal with it yeah. and that's how he is yeah. he's he's very uh cold when it comes down to emotions and other people's feelings is very cold yeah you know i mean he'll show his soft side but to a certain level if it's if it gets really mushy he you won't you won't get you know much comfort out of him okay that's just not how he is so so the conversation is about narcissism right mm-hmm. so i want to know what were points maybe maybe like three of them right mm-hmm. where you knew that he was a narcissistic or because you didn't go into the relationship feeling that way right or did you know um no I didn't know I didn't even know him as a matter of fact I was creeped out by him in the beginning because he had this long beard long Santa Claus beard um and long hair and I was creeped out I was like oh my god I used to ask one of my friends to come out and and and, because he would ask this guy the guy the friend would ask me to go out with him and I I used to I used to be so annoyed and I used to ask my other friend to come with me to go out with him I was creeped by him creeped out by him but then I I said okay I'll just you know go out as friends and stuff like that and that's when things started I started to get to know him more but getting back to your just I wanted to go ahead and lay that out how I felt (laughs) to answer your question but um as far as um the narcissism thing. Um, I started realizing that when 
when did I start? Uh, or what were, maybe not even start, but what were some of the traits that okay. you noticed throughout? So from the beginning or to the end, like what were the exact traits? So if someone was like, you know, how could you say, how could you say that just wasn't his personality? Like how did you know it was that, you know? Right. Well, he always, it was all about him. He, um, he was very slick about it. That, that's that's the that's the thing. He wasn't very open about it. He was very slick. So how he would do it was, he would make me feel like he was helping me, mm-hmm. and he was. This is the slick part about it. He was actually helping me. Okay. But he was helping me to get what he wanted. Okay. Which some people do. That might not have that stamp on them, but a lot of people do that. Slightly. But he was very calculating about it. Okay. Very calculating about it, and. When I had something going on for myself, he would try to steal my light. Okay. He wanted to be in the spotlight. Okay. You know, and people have mentioned that to me too. Like, why did he do such and such at that show? That kind of thing. He would do that kind of stuff. Um, He knows that he is a narcissist. So, you know, this guy is, you know, he's 66 years old. Okay. So he's had plenty of practice and plenty time, plenty of time to to um, improve his game because yeah. he's older and wiser. So I'm sure he was he was out really open about his narcissism at one time. But when people started figuring it out and he had bad results, maybe something like that, yeah. then he's, he's, he's a pro at what he does. He's a pro, trust me, he's a pro. Because <laughs> it took me, it took me out getting out of the relationship to figure all this out. Okay. When you're out of the situation and you look back, you're like, oh my God, yeah. I cannot believe it. But his narcissism was, was hidden and it was very slick, okay. you know? And anything that I had going on for me, he had to be a part of it. Okay. He had to be satisfied, he had to get the glory. You know, and he wanted, he loved people to praise him. Yeah. You know, he would give, he would, he would, he would do these certain things to get the attention that he wanted. And if I said no, he would give me this, and I mean, uh, a strong guilt trip. Yeah. Or he would get angry. You know, I read earlier about that tactic that narcissists use where they're pretty much brainwashing the person that they're dealing that's with. That's another thing he did. Like, they, the person felt like they're mentally healthy, right? Like, that's, throughout the relationship, relationship or the what, discussion or whatever. That's another... And they make you feel crazy. That's another huge thing he did. He tried to do that as well. And... I, and when I knew what he was doing, I just hated it so much mm-hmm. that I said, you know, I gave into it. Even though I knew he was doing something to mess, to mess with me, mess up yeah. my head, I still gave into it yeah. because I really started liking him a whole lot. We had so much in common; it was unbelievable. I yeah. felt like we were related back in an, another life. I mean, right. we were just so connected. And I just could not, and, and, and he had my heart. Yeah. So I gave in and gave in to, into, it got to a head though. I, before it got to a head, 
that's what it was. I gave in. I kept giving in. Knowing good and well he was screwing with me, mm-hmm. I still gave in. That's what it was before I got to that final end and said, I'm not going to do it anymore. And um, it, it, that, that's how it was. And this was a solid year. That I, what I was this journey I'm talking about it was yeah. a solid year. So within within that year, what were the good months? Was it like one or two or three or how the, was you into the, the relationship? first when it really started to decline? I want to say around it was in the fall. So uh, how many months was that? That was about nine. About eight months. Eight months of good, healthy. It was a it was a combination in between. I it was, just seemed like a regular. I was rolling with yeah, it, okay. with the good and the bad for like eight months. Okay. And then it really started to decline. Like I was I was starting to really feel the wear and tear. Yeah. You know. The um, reason why I ask that question is because you know I studied family science in school and they usually put this marker on you know when we get in relationships and when we get past this honeymoon stage. Right. And it's usually between that six months to a year mm-hmm. um, when you really get to know someone mm-hmm. because you get to go through all these seasons with a person, right? right? Like, right. you know, physically you're going through the seasons and just right. spiritually you're going through different seasons. Like, I know even in the wintertime, I kind of change the person, you know, mm-hmm. versus who I am in the springtime. Uh, you know, I try to regulate who I am. Right. You know, but I think being with someone through all these different seasons, you get to see, you know, a little bit more of who they are. So Exactly. Um, That's that's why I say two years should be a courtship. Yeah. Or, or very close to two years should be a courtship. Right. Um, and people don't really you... like standards or limitations on when they can love, but I don't think that it's really, um, you know, like knocking you off at six months or eight months. It's just being like, if you're going to be together for years, why not just make sure you are really trialing out those that time with that person? Right. Because what's two years versus forever? You know, really yeah. get that time to know yourself with, with someone, you know, know who they are. Because even if he, if, you know, this person has this condition of being a narcissist, uh-huh. right? Um and you really did love him, and you and you really could find yourself being with him. Maybe there was a point in time when you can find out, you know, some more information about him, which is kind of um, that's gonna make that's gonna bring me to the other concept that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went over analyze, which we did that scenario. Yeah, but what I wanted to add was um, his the main the, the his main name of the game, if you want to call it that was if he did not get what he wanted, he would get angry about it, aggressive about it, or he would be very calculating about it to get what he wants. Yeah. And it was almost, it's almost like, like the way they, they talk about Satan. Satan has a lot of patience. Okay. And that's what he would he has a lot of patience when it comes down to getting what he wants if he doesn't get it the first time he'll try He's other very ways consistent right that's how he was yeah he'll tell you oh okay that's fine if it's the, if the answer's no from you yeah. okay that's fine and you think that's the end of it it's not it's almost like a child i know like a child can run their parent down sometimes yeah parent, and you know and that's there's two different types of parents right you know yeah. there's a 
well, it's probably a lot of different type of parents, but just a general. Right. That parent who is able to, you know, once I say no, yeah. I said no, right. and that child is not going to do it anymore. Right. But then there's the other type of parent where it's just like, or the type of child, right? The type of child won't care if that parent is stubborn. Right. Home, right. And they'll right. keep going until finally the parent is. You reach a parent where they're at a low point, right? Oh, yeah. If you reach that parent at the low point and they're already frustrated or they don't want to be bothered, they're uh-huh. just like, go ahead, go ahead, yes. You know what I mean? Well, that's, I think that's part of part of why he does that. Yeah. He, he waits till it's a better time. Yeah. You know, when it's heated, of course, you know, he, he know he understands that why you said no. But when y'all have like a... Like a conversation when everything's cool, maybe over dinner or whatever. Yeah. He introduces it back. I'm, I'm telling you, because I would be thinking, I'm like, my God, I thought we were done with this. Yeah. I'm serious. And that was, these things I'm telling you were very consistent. That's how I know that he has really improved his game because it was very calculating okay. and it was very consist, consistent. I, it's like a pattern of his. Yeah. With the way that he would do things, I could, I mean, it was just so easy to figure him out yeah. because he would do the same thing over and over again. It's like, I know him very well. Yeah. You know, I know him very well because of his pattern. But um, he acts just like a kid if he does not get his way. I'm, yeah. he, he, he throws anger tan- tantrums. I mean, it's terrible. And you say he's low over his 60s. Yes. Tantrums. And that's funny, right? He throws tantrums. I'm dead serious. If he does not get what he wants. Because there's an undeveloped child, and I think there's an undeveloped child and some of the conditions that we have as people that probably aren't, you know, might not have you in a mental hospital per se, mm-hmm. you know, but just regular relationships where you're dealing with someone and people always have that, you know, that response, oh, you're childish, right? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people are ch- are childish in a way because a lot of people are still dealing with some childhood issues. Right. You know, that never was taken care that of. never was taken care of. And now all they've done is become bigger in right. size. Right, with that but same that, emptiness yeah. there that was never filled. And is in fact, they are childish because they haven't really resolved any childhood That's issues, right. You know? That's exactly right. That's right. So with that, um, not to say that you would go back to a relationship, but just kind of thinking of a different perspective. Uh-huh. Um, so we're going to move into the concept to think. So this is a question. What do you think a narcissist would need from their partner? Because let's say they, they need love, mm-hmm. you know, or, you know, not like if we left all of them alone, they would just be all alone, right? Mm-hmm. But maybe that's not the actual answer. What do you think they actually need in order to be to do or need from their partner? Um... They don't, well, well, I tell you what they don't need. They don't need a neighbor because that makes it worse. <laughs> yeah, very true. Um, but just like I tried to do, find out the root. What yeah. caused, I know what caused his. His yeah. He talks about how bad his father was. But find out the root mm-hmm. so that you can figure, you can bring, uh, uh, bring a resolution or help to bring a resolution. Find out the root. Yeah. And then, um... And then work from there because if you keep giving him the attention over and over again, that that that's not a good thing. That's spoiling him, and he doesn't need or them. Uh, it's it's not good. Um, you have to find out the root of, root to it so that it can be a healthier way to resolve it. Yeah. Not just giving them what they want because you'll you'll burn yourself out. Yeah, you trying definitely to will. Trying to please them. 
you yeah, know, in that good. way, you know, because sometimes you're going to want to chill, you know, and they want more of that. It's like a drug. Yeah. You know, because um, it's, it's definitely, psych- that's what I'm saying, it's, this is clinical with him. Yeah. It's definitely psychological. And so you say he does know that, this about himself. Does oh, he, he does. Does he seek he help? He refuse no. Yeah. He refuses to, to um, accept this about himself. Um, he doesn't, he probably, yeah, he, and he would not, he would not, uh, no. And that's da- he's a, oh, he's a dangerous man. Yeah. Because he plays very dirty mm-hmm. to get what he wants. He plays very dirty to the point of it sucking the life out of you. Meaning that when I say sucking the life out of you, meaning that I, I won't say that because that sounds like I'm saying that um, he needs me, needs me, needs me all the time. No, 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 no. He he doesn't want to come off as a needy person. He wants to come out, come off as a different kind of person um, where he needs your, um, where he needs, where he needs your attention. He does need your attention. He does need your nurturing. He, he needs for you to tell, he needs for you to be his cheerleader. He needs to tell you how wonderful he is. He needs you to, he's very insecure. So all the positive words, things like that, he needs to hear all that stuff. Yeah. You know, but he won't come out and tell you that. Mm. But it really does. It does. Help. It's like his medicine. Right. When you do it. Okay. You know, if he needs you for something, he has a different way of asking you to need. And we're talking about a sixty-six-year-old man who has, again, who has improved his game. Yeah. I'm sure at one point. He was different, but now he's he's going in from a different direction to get what he wants. Right. You know, so if that makes any sense, no, I mean, it does. this is just you know. Go ahead. Um, so um, then, one of the other concepts of self-activity is to feel. So you're out of this um, relationship now. Yes. How does it feel to be released from this narcissistic experience? I'm glad it was me that ended it. I'm glad that, I'm glad that I, because it was a lot of strength. Yeah. And I'm still suffering from it. It's still like with withdrawals from me. Yeah. I think about him a lot. I really want to be with him, but that's because I'm not being reminded yeah. of the bullcrap. You know what right. I mean? And I'm not, and that's during my low points. Whenever I'm not busy, mm-hmm. you know, I think about him. If I have a good distraction and and I don't have a good distraction all the time, that's when that's that that opens up that opportunity to sit and think and right. wonder, you know, uh, about the past. And that's interesting because without that distraction, it's like you have to find some other source. I don't I don't know yes. or yes. or strengthen something about yourself because like we said before is that he's can be consistent and he seems like he's still reaching out in different areas. Uh-huh. Um so what if it meets again at that low point and it's, you know, what if you and I'm glad that you even understand it's about yourself, uh-huh. right? Oh yeah. I think one thing is People don't take that time to understand, like, I'm at a, I can be at a weak point, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I am at a weak point, but that doesn't mean that I have to go back to a place that doesn't serve me anymore. Right, exactly, you know? exactly. And I think we need to be authentic about that. We need to be authentic about 
the fact that we are weak and we might miss someone. Oh, yeah. But we also have to put it in our face, like, hey, why ask ourselves some questions? Like, mm-hmm. why am I not in this situation again? Right. Oh, yeah. Do I have to write you that have down? To. Do I have to have a reminder journal? Exactly. Because like, we think about, yeah, we think about the good times. Right. And that's and we had some great we had some great times we yeah. really did and that's good too like just because you get detached from a relationship doesn't mean it's like now i'm i tag that away as the the bad part of my life you know what i mean i think remembering those good parts it's out it's still healthy you know what i mean it's, but you're re, you're revisiting that situation you're analyzing that situation in a way where you're saying okay I had some good times, and I'm thankful for those good times. Yeah. But I understand that this is not a part of my experience anymore, and I'm moving forward. Right. That, you know you can I mean? You can salvage. That's the word. I hate to use that word because that's yeah. what we used to, used to use that word and still does all the time. You can... You can... There's still some things to claim. There's some good things to, to, to take out of a bad situation. That's with yeah. any bad situation. Yeah. And... Um, and there are some things that I did take away from it, but um, you know, uh, it is. I hope us. I think it 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 molds us to be more proactive about the decisions that we make. You know, they're saying I own that decision that I was in that relationship. Right. You know, I own the fact that that's something that I was okay with and I continue with. Right. And I also own the fact that I was there because I like some parts of it. You know what I mean? Right, right. Um, and let's, let's, by saying that, that's saying that you had the control. Right. I'm not a victim of this. It's right. just, I'm analyzing through this and now this is where my conclusion is. Right. Is that I'm not here anymore, you know? Right, right, right. Exactly. Well, we are actually called uh, victims of uh, nar- narcissistic uh, hang on, what is it? Narcissistic syndrome. I forgot. It, it's you have to look it up. It's narcissistic yeah. syndrome. Something. No, that's another another letter in there. Mm-hmm. But it's a syndrome, right? Uh, where where victims that have dealt with clinically uh, clinical narcissists. It's a it's a syndrome. Um, it's like PTSD. Yeah. yeah. You know. Um, it's, and it's and like I that. get that. That's how I, if know. I would have stayed with him longer, yeah, it would have been. Some people have been in relationships like four years with people like that, right. and they they come out like really really bad. Yeah. Now I was affected. I was bruised. Uh, I mean, not he didn't bruise me, but I'm saying I was mentally bruised and all that. I mean, it was terrible. Yeah. Like I said, I'm still having withdrawals from it because right. I go in through I go through depression. Yeah. You know, we did. A, I mean, we did so much together. But I also in the reading I also read that he 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 knows what he's doing as a narcissist he knows what he's doing what he and what I mean by that is he gives he he's very charming to everybody that's another part of him very charming okay. that is called abusive charm hmm. yeah I learned about that yeah something of that you know effect it, yeah it's abusive charm hmm. you know manipulation is the big one. Very manipulative he is. Yeah. Okay, and he is. Um, um, yeah, I mean it's it's unbelievable. I never knew anything like this until I got. You know, I'm sure I've met narcissists, but this was the yeah. first time I've ever been 
it's different when you're close and up personal with yeah them, exactly know? we might come across them every day but it's like you can get a little dose of someone right work, but it's not like you are constantly with that you know and so the, like walking down the street like with the example earlier with a cigarette it's like like i'm not around you all the time i'm like right. hey, uncomfortable exactly for that exactly but it's a different experience when you're with it all the time and it's something that you actually desire or crave or you know, uh-huh. love. just a different type of experience that's right and what i want to make also clear to you is that the the reason why he's a clinical narcissist is because of his calculating ways mm-hmm. and how long he's been doing this and how deep it is. Yeah. Like he cannot turn it well, it seems like he cannot turn it off. Mm-hmm. You know, it comes from a deep place, um, a a deep insecurity. Yeah. You know, that's what makes it so clinical and how he affects other people that get close to him. Right. You know, it's 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 something else. It's really something else. Um, you can YouTube it. Yeah. I'm sure YouTube has everything on there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, we talked a lot about him, so I want to bring it back to you. Okay. Um, so self-tiffany statements, it does combine our affirmation statements with an action. Mm-hmm. Um, so before the show, um, we categorized the four different types of concepts, mm-hmm. um, which breaks down to fire, water, earth, and air. Mm-hmm. And I had you choose from each I statement for those elements mm-hmm. um, to create these sentences. And these sentences are called self-tiffany statements for those out there listening. Um, we're going to go ahead and dig into the self-tiffany statements that Yvette came up with. Um, so we're going to start with fire. And I'm going to have you read out what you put as your affirmation, and then I'm going to say what I think. Or I'm going to ask you what type of action would you put behind that to continue through with that affirmation. So what is your fire? um, I am determined. I am determined. So now to make it a self-tivity statement, what is the action that you can add to continue in being determined? Like, I am determined because I... Or I am... I am determined... You said because I am? Or whatever you oh, want to choose. You just okay. got to make it an action to I am, make it a self I am determined. I want to. I want to make sure. I and it's in. funny because fire signs are already naturally um, they're oh, right. there to I am do. Determined. Yeah, their action it. signs already. That's so it. it is basically you're just <laughs> justifying. I am determined. What makes you determined? My belief in what I know, my abilities. Yeah, your abilities and, and what? My abilities and um, and anything my, particular. Your abilities and um, like I know that I'm a great facilitator. I mean, that's an example. I am determined and I'm, I'm determined in as far as um, making things happen. Yeah. You know, like implementing. And give us an example of something that you implemented. Um, well, I just, uh, with Sips and Scripts, you know, that wasn't very easy, but I, it is definitely active and successful here in the Triangle. Um, that's an example of um, being determined. I knew I had a direction from the very beginning, and I implemented that, and we're now two years in, almost two years in. That's perfect. So I would, so an example would be like, so we're using your your affirmation statement, right, which is I am determined, uh-huh. and then the action statement that applies to you is I'm determined to continue with 
my mission sips and scripts. Sips and scripts. Right. Scripts. I know. It's a tongue twister. I love to hear people get their tongue twisted. Sips and scripts. Yes. Right. So you, do you, do you kind of see how with the ideas? Yes. I know it's kind of like I mean, yeah. just putting stuff I just stuff wanted together. to stop and say that I'm determined. Yeah, I know. But you know what? When I thought about it earlier, it was like, you know, fire sign, and that's the... Um, that is the action. That is what are you going to do right, about something, right. right? So the fire signs, they're already doing, you know, yeah. like they are the action. That so it's me. like when you say I am determined, it's like I'm determined, period. It's you like, know what I mean? That's it's like it. when God said I am God and that's yeah, all you it's, have to it's know. basically like that. So it can be either way. You can okay. just... But no, I just like that though. Affirmation, you, but that I mean, what you said was 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 making me think even further, which I need to. Right. It know? is the idea of thinking further and actually being more intentional about what does that mean. Exactly. You know? Like and because we can all say that, but how, how am I how am I applying that to myself and how do I know that? Right, exactly. You know? Exactly. Alright, so now we are gonna go into what you put for your water sign. Yeah. Um, which is the concept to feel. So what um did you choose and go ahead and give us what affirmation you have? Uh I decided I desire to get to know others before letting them into my close circle. Ooh, I like that. See, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. That's a self-tenity statement. Yes. Yes. Hmm. That is definitely something that's very strong for me. Why did you choose this one? Well, my father used to always tell people, Yvette never meets a stranger. And I don't. I, don't, I love, I don't mind strangers. Um, <laughs> you don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't mind at all. Um, but um, I'm, I'm like you. I'm, yeah. a, I'm like you. I really am. Um, when it comes down to talking to people, yeah. you know, but uh, I'm more, I, I um, when it comes down to trust and things like that, I just trust too much and I yeah. just, I've just been burned, you know, and it hurts deeply Yeah. because it wasn't like that the first half of my life. Yeah. Now that I'm getting older, the last half of my life, I'm seeing that there are some really, you really, there's a lot of some users out here. Right. They take your kindness, kindness, they take, they they take your kindness as a weakness. Yeah. And, um, that hurts because you're like okay you see somebody kind to you it seems like you would appreciate it not take from them you know what i battled with this not too long ago and i and it's it's i don't know it's it's so weird for lack of better words that someone can be kind mm-hmm. you know and it's like they have to put their guard up and not be as kind right. in this world because right. there's another energy or another spirit out there attacking that. You know what I mean? Exactly. So then what, did, what does that end up creating? It creates these people who are on guard and can't even be freely well, kind. Well, I can give you an example of that. Um, I was adopted at five days old. Oh, really? I had never knew Five that. days old. Um, so I only know one mother, and that was the kind mother... The best, one of the best people that heard my father were two of the best people that walked this earth. Mm. They're no longer here, all right. Um, they never hid from me that I was I was adopted at birth. Uh, never. As a matter of fact, um, they gave me my first leads to find out, you know, my biological family. Not interested in having yeah. a mother daughter relationship with. A stranger to me who was my biological mother. Okay. Um, but um, I just wanted to, see, you know, you want to see who, yeah, who you who want, came you're from. Curious. That's yeah. it, you know. So anyway, I'm saying all that because I did meet her. Yeah. And I still know who she is, and I and I 
I don't keep in touch with her, but I find out how she's doing through her sister. I know, I know all of them now. Um, and um, she is the most bitter one, woman. Mm-hmm. She's very, very bitter. Mm-hmm. Have been bitter for, for many, many years. She has a kind spirit, my biological mother. She's very kind, but she's been like me. And I have to say, we think like twins. Oh, wow. We do. So she, so she's bitter. She's very, very um, closed, um, unapproachable. She's, um, you would think she's mean, but she's not. But she's very guarded because she's been through what I've been through. Um, you know, liking people, trusting people, bringing people in her life, and then of course with with people bringing in her, bringing being brought in her life some of the wrong people brought in her life but the difference between she and I is that she has had a lot more wrong people in her life okay. you know she doesn't live in the best neighborhoods either she lives in like the ghetto mm-hmm. you know and so that was a whole different lifestyle of hers than she than I had with her than I had you know compared to her but she's not she's a very bitter woman now and she's living un- she's unhappy she's got health issues and um we don't think the same yeah. when it comes down to that because she she just kept getting hurt after hurt after hurt after hurt to the point now that you really have to work at getting hurt getting into her kind heart yeah. now because she has been broken so much mm-hmm. and I'm, I hope I never get that way, but I can, I understand. Yeah. You would think, people will say, oh, she's mean, oh, she's hateful, right, she's right. a trash talker. She might be, but that's because of she's been hurt so much. Yeah. And I am. That's why I don't do well with all personalities mm-hmm. because you got some really bad personalities out there, and it's making me feel like you know, you know, I don't know. It's painting me almost painting me to a corner. I get it. You know. So. I mean, I really. It's the world out here. I have to look at it, you know, in different perspective, which is um, one of my inspirations um, for helping mind and self-tivity is to have a different perspective. You know, mm-hmm. like I have to train my mind to yes. think a different route yes. just because. Yes. If I didn't, and if I just got, you know, consumed in what the social norm consumed. was, you know what I mean, yes. or consumed in, you know, what I'm supp- what is leading me to, yes. you know, I'm not winning in the end. You know? Right, exactly. So I'm training myself mm. um, to get in these different perspectives and mm-hmm. things like that, and even, you know, bringing people on board to do the same thing, because I feel like... I have to create my own world within this world, right? Mm-hmm. Because although there there's these type of people out here, right? Mm-hmm. And there's these type of wars out here mm-hmm. and there's these type of situations out here, I am responsible for my world, right? I'm responsible for who I let inside my world. That's you know right. What I mean? And That's I want right. to make my world, you know, the best as I can. Right. So I have to do things like your your affirmation statement of, you know, knowing who you you know, know these strangers first, you know, mm-hmm. getting to know them, 
um, and taking that time out. That's you taking that care, yeah. you know, for yourself. It's right. just not, you know, you're just not running into the next thing. You're just really being intentional about, I mm-hmm. care about myself, right? And because I care about myself, let me be more intentional about how I'm structuring my world, you know? That's right. I don't right. know if you are familiar how with you're that you're structuring game. your world. Yeah, That's I don't right. know if you were familiar with that game. I think it was kind of like, it was like Sims. I don't know too much about it, but it was like, I don't know if it might be still out there, but it's a Sims game, and basically, like, you, like, create, like, a little like virtual yes yes experience. yeah and i really feel that you know for my real. daughter had that game and 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 right you that's right you yeah. create your world and i really feel like i got to do that on the level just because of things like that like i still want to be who i am i still want to be right. that supportive person right. to people even though there might not be a lot of people out there who you know who want to support others i right. still want to be who i am so let me make sure i align myself by creating this world this way it can happen it's just not going to be it's not going to be this entire world changing. If we all work on our mini worlds, yeah. and then we kind of like have all these worlds working together to be for their own good, and right. then we start bumping into it, and like, oh, you're a good world too. I'm expand my world, you know. Oh, that should be that a game. Bubble. That I should know, be a it part be a of game. Sim, a sim, part I know. Of Sims game. Or I might bring a make a self-tivity game that might, <laughs> you know, a self-tivity game. That's yeah. and that's all right. Yeah, that's all right. But um, that's how you know. I'm gonna write that down. You can. <laughs> I, I, I just I been a, inspired. <laughs> I, I had a game um too that that was very summer. Yeah. I mean, not similar to what you, to your concept, but it's it's a, a it's a um, uh, to uplift. Yeah, you know? yeah. I definitely, I am. We are um, working on some uplifting games mm-hmm. and concepts um, because selectivity. The theme is both astrology and games. I love games. I'm I'm putting my all, all everything that I love and you know I'm passionate about. I love games, and so. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like it just makes, you know, when you're playing a game, it just kind of... It's an escape. It's an escape. To another world. Exactly. Exactly. That is the, that is the lineup. Is that now when I escape though, I'm escaping into a place that's really going to help me when I have to go back into the world. Uh, You know what I mean? Yes, Lord. Exactly. That's, that's my whole... Mine was a Christian based game. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. What did you... For, 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 and then, and, and then what you just said? Yeah. To help them to, because like when you go to church, it, it gives you that reset mm-hmm. and, and goes into this. This one is like a, a, a supplement, mm-hmm. like 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 exactly. a Bible study. You yeah. know, like a like a Bible study is to go to church. This is something else, like a supplement. Yeah, supplement. something else out there to kind of just keep your mind exactly. on the right. Because the mind is such a beautiful and powerful thing, and mm-hmm. I think it could be it can be missed often uh-huh. that if, if you are playing these games that are helping you with your mindset uh-huh. and you just go out into the world and you realize your world is starting to change a little bit it's because your, your mind is always on these things that's yeah. supporting what that's, you actually want to happen exactly, in your life exactly. it's the simple things like that that's right I mean? that's right um, if, if you got um, what is this game um, I was gonna say if, if you got all this other stuff out there like uh, what here, here you go like if you got um, um, crossword puzzles and mm-hmm. trivia and all those yep. intellectual games um, a Sudoku Sudoku um, they help to keep your mind you know um, functioning yep. intellectually this is a more of a spiritual thing yeah, you know it so, is yeah and it's and um the purpose of the, the games that we're creating now is to do both of that, both of those things. is is to keep stimulating your mind in the intellectual mm-hmm. um, department, right? Mm-hmm. That spiritual department, 
and even and the intellectual department is um for self-tivity um is really like you know for people who want to learn more about things in the financial world like Mm -hmm. actually help them because some people are feeling heavy just because of money situations so that's what we mostly focus on there Mm -hmm. um but it's also like hey um, I just want to keep my mind stimulated on the right things. Right, you know exactly, I mean? exactly. And I want exactly. it to serve me in some type of way. And, and games are very engaging. Yeah, they are. I love games. They Game really nights can be like every night if I could do it. It's a lifestyle. It feels good. And, and, it, and it there's so many different component, components of a game that it's just like, uh-huh. I don't know, I just feel free when I play. So I always add that element in a game uh-huh. and things like that. But yeah, I definitely, um, you're definitely on top of like how... I, I see this, you know, how, mm-hmm. how I, I see this machine carrying out in different ways, and it is, and those word puzzles and things like mm-hmm. that, just those basic games, and if you, I don't, I don't know if you ever seen the, the logo, but it's puzzle pieces, because that, that's the originator of puzzle pieces, mm-hmm. um, it's a game, right, you put puzzle pieces together, but it's also this concept of, when, we, when I, when I wrote Brown Girl, Excuse me. like, uh, Bless you. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, you're good. When I wrote Brown Girl All Caught Up, it was a process. And it felt like putting puzzle pieces together. Because I had to do one at a time. And I had to figure out where I was going to put it next. But I had to really put it into sections in order for me to complete it. Like, that's how I organized my mind was mm-hmm. puzzle pieces. And I also see that it's like, if you are at the center of a puzzle, there's usually maybe four pieces that are connected to you Mm -hmm. and that helps you create you know your picture build out your picture right Mm -hmm. and so those four people it might be the people that's close to you that you really do know you know that you know that these people are on your team and you are on their team it's not one of those people that's like on the sideline pretending that they're your friend but never ever supporting and that's okay too you know what I mean we uh, I'm I'm in a world right now where it's like everything works in my favor you know what I mean if there's some people who have the concept of, like, hating from the side, you know, with a mm-hmm. fake face, I'm like, there's attention there. There's attention mm-hmm. to what I want. And no matter if it's hate or whatever, it's still attention. Right. And maybe it will, you know, change their mindset. Maybe not. But right. The I believe in stuff there. like that, yeah. too. I do. I get that. I believe in that. All right. So here we got, we have your last statement. And, um... We'll go ahead and wrap it up. And this is your air statement. Um, this The concept air is um, to think. So this is the type of things that we're thinking well, through. Earth. Did we do earth? Did we do earth? Oh, we have two and, more? Analyze. Okay. No, what my, did you my have? My earth is I analyze the kind of energy oh, someone okay. gives off. So earth is um, the concept when we analyze things. Uh-huh. Right? Um, and it can be either analyzed or materialized. And the reason why... Um, it's either analyzed and materialized because at the end it's like you want to be able to get to the solid ground you think about earth it's like the earth signs are really the ones that's keeping everything in order it might be the boring part of life right. sometimes but yeah. um, that they're getting things done um, because they do this analytical part um, to get to you know what they what actually needs to happen so go ahead and read that statement again yeah I was saying I analyze the kind of energy someone gives off okay now, why did you choose that? What experience are you connected with? Oh, it's very, to? very, very, very important. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I started I started um, paying attention to energy when I was a manager for eight years. Yeah. That's how you know if someone really wants... That's when you find out if someone really and truly wants to really do something you ask them to do. Yeah. That's when I started noticing energy and energy through their, through their words, mm-hmm. you know, um, that's why texts and emails yeah. 
you know, you just never know. Right. You know, I gotta hear the person's, I prefer to hear the person's voice. That right. way I'll know whether or not to get excited. Right. Or not to get excited, you know. Um, and, and, and energies and, and other things too, you know. I mean, it's, it, this is so important, you know, it really is. You can say something, you can say, get, give a statement, mm-hmm. and you, got, you can't just pay attention to the words. You got to pay attention to the energy around that. And that's that's how you know what what is what is true. Yeah. You know. Um, so what's your last one? This so now we're on air. So we did fire. Air water. is. Um, oh, go ahead. No, saying we did fire, water, earth, and air. And air is to think. And you actually use think for yours. So what? Go ahead and read that. Last okay. One. I think I have. I think I have. I think I have um, a good judgment of character. Okay, so now we have to finish this one off with the action. So I think I have a good judgment of character because what is it that you do that makes you think you have a good judgment of character? And since you say you think that you have it, if you if it sometimes with the I statement is that we want to have these affirmations mm-hmm. and we may not actually been fulfilling it. Mm-hmm. You know, so what type of action would you say? Um, what applies to you having a good judgment of character? Um, there, uh, just by being quiet and listening to people talk. Perfect. Mm-hmm. I think I have a good judgment of character when I am when I take the time to listen. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Okay. That's perfect. And not jump into conclusions so fast. That is a self-tivity statement. You got it. I love it. <laughs> um, so was there anything else that you want to add today? Um, no. That is, you're very thorough. I, <laughs> I know, it's it's like coming to school. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that, though. Seriously, it's a, definitely an exercise. Yeah. And, that, you know, it's activities. Self-tivities is self-tivities. It's mm-hmm. activities for ourselves. It's mm-hmm. a lot of exercises. Um, and the reason, you know, we exercise our bodies. We got to exercise our minds the same. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's just that missing element that we really don't do as much mm-hmm. because we kind of see it as like, oh, this is like some regular activity. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But how much more on um, what it changed if we kind of look at a scenario beforehand mm-hmm. and kind of talk our way through how we will respond. And then maybe when it happens, we still, we have that indicator. Oh, I talked, I had some, I thought about this before. And so oh, yeah. I'm kind of prepared mm-hmm. to respond in a, a more healthier way mm-hmm. because I just, just because I had the conversation, you know. So that's my, you know, the goal. But we'll yeah. see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you again for coming on. I really appreciate it. And oh, for thank you taking you for the time out, letting me know about it. You brought a whole bunch of stuff up, like doing this conversation. So I hope we can get a um, different podcast on a different, mm-hmm. a different subject. I just didn't even know some stuff but mm-hmm. um oh yeah i'll be happy to talk yeah. about other things as well yeah, yeah. absolutely I'm, I'm a transparent kind of person i was i was uh criticized for being transparent you yeah know, but that but, but that it doesn't was, matter but that was, yeah. but that but that was a situation where you had to consider the source sometimes people come at you with stuff but you always have to consider the source right always consider it. and that person was just not that kind of person to, yeah you know Anyway, you know what I'm talking about. I know. I understand. Yeah. Definitely understand. And I think we just bring it back to ourselves. Somebody outside of us is going to do something, but we got to bring it back to what do I want? Uh-huh. You know? Uh-huh. I know that I'm not. You know, I or I own transparency. 
yeah to be yeah. good for me mm-hmm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. so whatever you own as mm-hmm. your statement in life mm-hmm. doesn't matter because I think the other the other concept is like of uh, the self activities is the I statement. So we're not going too much about the other person. We're kind of going reflecting on ourselves and kind of making that the dominant force. Absolutely. So we are dominant about what we actually want to attract and want to be. Yes. How would that change our world? Yeah, and we've been through so many, uh, so many experiences in life. We know we should know. We should, well, we if we've been paying attention. We should know. Yeah. What what works for us? Right. Exactly. You know. Um, well, thank you again for coming on. Thank you all for listening and taking the time out to be with us to, to be with us today. Um, until next time, I encourage you to know yourself and do the things that support yourself best. Bye. Thank you.